0: Why do you praise him? So the answer is because he's worthy to be praised this morning. Amen? He's worthy to be praised this morning. If you have your Bible, and we're going to get right into the Word, and we're just going to slow down this morning, and I was talking this morning, and it does. This time of the year, everybody gets in a hurry. Their mind is one place, and their bodies is at another. So they really don't know which way they're going. But look with me in First Peter chapter 4, First Peter chapter 4 and we're going to be reading, starting reading and I'll probably read a lot and then make some comments because there's a lot of good comments here in this part of the scripture. So stand with me this morning, if you would, as uh, we look into the word of God. Paul was writing not only to the churches back then but he was writing to all the churches that are around us today. And we want to say first of all, we're glad to have this good crowd here this time of the year. It's a great crowd this morning. And if you're watching in on Facebook, social media, we're glad to have you with us this morning. So we hope you join in with us. And so Peter was writing and he said, for as much then as Christ has suffered for us in the flesh, arm yourselves likewise with the same mind, for he that has suffered in the flesh has ceased from sin, that he no longer should live the rest of his time in the flesh to the lust of men, but to the will of God. Heavenly Father, once again this morning we bow our head, Lord, and we humbly come to you as we know how this morning. Father, we thank you for the beautiful song. We thank you for the Sunday School Hour, Lord. And God, we thank you for the worship hour here this morning. And Lord, we just ask God that you will just be with us this morning. Open up our eyes, our ears, and our hearts this morning, Lord, that we might see, might hear, and let, re, let us receive it, Lord, in our hearts that may help us in the days ahead. In the world that we're living in today, God, we know there's a lot of evil, but God, and we look and read. We know God at the end is soon to come. And we don't know the day or the hour, no man does, but you said it was getting close, so look up, for the redemption draweth nigh when we see these things are happening across the country. Father, we just ask now, Lord, that you be with us. We thank you this morning, Lord, for being here with us. We thank you for the Holy Spirit that leads and guides and directs us. And we asked it all in Jesus' name. And God's people all said amen. Now Peter was writing here, as I said to the churches and so on and so forth, and I may read some to get on over to the greater part of this. But he said, for as much then as Christ has suffered for us. So I would ask you this morning, how many understands just what Jesus went through for you? How many really understands the suffering that he went through? Did he have to do it? No, he didn't have to do it. So how much love and grace did he give to each one of us? I'm talking to every single one here this morning, and all on social media, and all here on the radio and so on and so forth. He died for you this morning just as much as he died for anybody. So he said for us and suffered for us in the flesh. How did he suffer in his flesh? We know the story. We know the story of his crucifixion. We know why he came to earth for this very reason when he was willing to come, when God sent his only son down here, and he sent him, as long as we're talking about us, let's say he sent him down here for all of us this morning. Without Jesus Christ, there would be no credit. Without Jesus Christ, we would not have life and the promise of life and have it eternally this morning. But because He loved us, look at somebody and say, "Because He loved you, that's the reason Jesus came." That's the reason Jesus came. Amen. And so He said, "For us in the flesh, arm yourself likewise with the same mind, for he that has suffered in the flesh has ceased from sin." That that he no longer should live the rest of his time in the flesh to the lust of who? To the lust of men, but to the will of God. There are so many people uh, today, so many preachers, I'll preach on us preachers a little bit, uh, so many preachers and so many teachers today, uh, they're doing it to try to please people or to please men. Amen? How many believe that this morning? They're trying to please men, uh, but look what he said, because he died for us, uh, we need to have the same mind in us that Christ had in him uh, of his suffering, so he said, no longer should we live the rest of the time in the flesh, amen, there's a difference living today, amen, the Bible said, Paul said over Colossians and the different places, uh, Paul said, when we come to know Jesus Christ uh, as our Lord and Savior, uh, he said, "Behold," he said, "the old man is gone, uh, and behold, the new man uh, has come in." Hey, man! Uh, so when we get saved, we no longer serve man this morning, hey, man! But we serve a living Savior uh, uh, this morning. Can I hear a hey, man, in this place this morning? Uh, I'm trying to get this through to somebody. So when we have a change in life, you know, over the years, uh, people has always done it. Uh, it was back when Peter was writing this. Uh, it was going on, false prophets, false enterprise, and they weren't out there just preaching the gospel uh, to help you out, but they was preaching it uh, for their own goodness. Uh, for they, they wanted God's praise, uh, and I'm afraid a lot of people today... Uh, doesn't do it for the will, for the real reason uh, or because of the will of God, but they're doing it uh, because they want to receive God's glory. But let me tell you something, friends. Uh, God shares His praise and His glory uh, with nobody else. It's Him. It's all about Him this morning. All about what He's done for us. So we need to stop and think, especially at this Christmas time, it's done been said, everybody, Paul is in a hurry, running to and fro, running over one another. We went to Walmart yesterday, early, and I'm telling you, it was just packed out there. Verse 3, it said, For the time past of our life may suffice or allowed us to have wrath or done the will of the Gentiles when we walk in lasciviousness. Lust, excess of wine, revealings, banquetings, and abominable adultery. So that's what we are. That's what we not are now, but that's what we were with sinners. Because the Bible said at the beginning of time with Adam and Eve, because Adam and Eve disobeyed God uh, there was a curse put upon all of mankind amen and that curse was uh, the sin of death amen but thanks be unto God because one man died for our sins uh, and he would forgive us of our sins uh, and give us eternal life that's Jesus Christ this morning but we've all sinned uh, and come up short uh, of the glory of God amen we all have Let's not be so goody-goody to think we're perfect. Uh, I hear people come up to me sometimes and say, Well, uh, preacher, I'm a sinner saved by grace. I said, If you're saved, you're not a sinner. Uh, You was a sinner, but you've been saved by the grace of God. Amen this morning. We're not a sinner when we get saved anymore. He said, But in a time past, talking about a time past, and the lives that we lived we're all born into sin, we're all going to live in sin, uh hey man, and be the servant of sin uh, if we unless we get to the age of accountability. Uh, Amen. And then we understand uh, and we get away from the old man and receive the new man, which is Jesus Christ, and go somewhere and kneel down and ask him to forgive us of our sins. Amen. And then we can have hope in him. uh, And because of that, it's in our past life, uh, which we lived our past. Everybody's got a past. And I don't know about yours, but I know about mine. It is not a very prettier past. A terrible past, a sinful past. We've all got a past. Because the Bible says all have sinned. Amen? And so we don't do them things. So he said in verse 4, he said, We're in. Wherein they think it's strange. Now, let me add this, and then you can understand some more of this. When we were sinners, we run with sinners, right? When we were sinners, we done sinful things with them, right? Well, you remember, (laughs) you remember when you got saved. Most of the friend that you had when you was living that kind of life, listen to what it said. They would do it. it said wherein they think it's strange uh, that you run not with them to the same excess of riot, uh, speaking evil of you. So your friends that you thought was your friends, young people and older people, uh, the ones that you thought was friends when you was in sin, doing these things, uh, when you got saved. Uh, where did they go to? Where are they at now? Amen. Oh, I used to think I had a lot of friends, you know. I did have. As long as I had money and had wine, beer, whatever, going to parties, throwing parties, had an automobile to ride them around in. Oh, I could just pile two or three carloads loads in. But when I got saved one day, and they called me up or came and see me and said, hey, there's going to be a party at so-and-so place. Let me tell you something. You've got to have Jesus in you. If you'd lived the life I'd live, they said, no, I can't do them things anymore. Well, why can't you do them? Because I got saved. Some of them people I ain't seen since that day that I told them when they got saved. I haven't. So they think it strange. They, they don't understand. See, the lost people don't understand. And how are we going to change some of them? Not all my friends left me. They stayed. We just didn't do the things that we used to do, Tracy. But let me tell you, by me standing and holding firm to Jesus Christ, I also seen a lot of my friends come to know Jesus Christ. Not by what I said but by the life I live. Amen. And it went on, it said, Who shall give account, who shall give account to him that is ready to judge the quick, which at the living, and the dead, which is the dead is the dead. But all of us, what that's saying is, what that's saying is uh, that we're all going to stand before God one of these days, and we're all going to give an account for the good, we have done and for the evil that we have done. If we don't get rid of it out of our lives. Now, if we receive Jesus Christ, I don't care who you are. I don't care where you've been. I don't care what you've done. I don't care what you've done, who you've done it with. I I don't care As long as you, the main thing is, uh, as long as you better get saved and stay saved uh, because you're going to stand before God one of these days. He said, I'll give you for every sin. Uh, There's not one unpardonable sin in the Bible uh, that he won't forgive you for. Why? Because you've got to be an infidel, an unbeliever. And if you can't believe that Jesus Christ uh, is the Son of God and that he died for your sins and my sins, and the sin of the world, then you can't be saved. Amen? So he said, we better be ready. He said in verse 6, he said, For this cause was the gospel preached also to them that are dead, that they might be judged according to men in the flesh, uh, but live according to God in the Spirit. Now let me explain just a little bit, with time, if I've got enough time what that's really saying it don't matter whether you die or the rapture takes place or whether you're still here on earth when the rapture takes place the dead the living and the dead is going to be brought up uh, and we're all going to stand before God and the Bible said that every knee is going to bow every tongue is going to, every eye is going to see him every tongue is going to confess that he is king of kings and lord of lords I, I ain't bowing to nobody buddy, you're going to bow one of these days and you can't do nothing about it. I bet mean, people, it's too hard to live a Christian life. That ain't what the Bible says. The Bible says the way of a transgressor is hard. The way of a sinner is hard. Just because you get saved, hey man, don't think... Uh, that everything's going to be hunky dory, don't no think He didn't promise me uh, that I wouldn't have all these surgeries. He didn't promise my wife she wouldn't have these surgeries, didn't. He didn't promise us that our kid wouldn't get sick. He didn't promise us that we'd have a rose garden to walk through. Hey man, he didn't promise me Jean dale uh, that I wouldn't have trouble and trials uh, and battles. Hey man, he didn't promise me y'all. He didn't promise me to make me a millionaire. Hey man. He didn't promise me a new Cadillac to drive. He didn't promise me a big house to live in. Uh, hey, man, I don't have them things, but what I've got, uh, they belong to God, and they suit me just fine this morning. He didn't promise me a lot of these material things, but Lord. Let me tell you something, friend. He made me a promise one day, and that promise was if I'd get up and serve him and preach the gospel for him, and win souls for him, Sheila. He did promise me that he'd give me a crown of life and eternal heaven this morning. Maybe give God a hand of praise with me. Woo, I feel the Holy Ghost in this place this morning. So let's go on here. And it's said, above all things, how fervent charity. Anybody know what charity is? It's love among yourself. Have we got that love among ourselves that we need to have? Among yourself, for charity shall cover the multitude of sin. Use hospitality one to another without grudging. Boy, God don't like a grudging person. Did you know it? When God asks you to do something, or if you're a Christian, somebody saying, "If you, if you, I've got the ability to do it," and you ask somebody to do something, well, I don't want to, but I will. Council meeting's coming up. And I despise them, just to tell you the truth. Are you going to do this? Well, if nobody else don't want to. I didn't ask somebody else. You know what God's told you to do. Time to grow up, amen? It's time to grow up. Get off the milk and let's get on the meat and let's go on with it. We're children of God this morning. We're a church, amen. Uh, And we're to be good stewards of God's grace, amen. You know what stewards are? Good stewards is what? What did you say good stewards were? Working, serving in God's house. Not just only in God's house, but out in the world out here, amen. That's what a good steward is. A lot of people say, "Well, I come into the house to serve the Lord." No, we don't come into the house to serve the Lord. We come into the Lord's house to do what? You know, worship the Lord, Amen. To worship Him. When we, when we, and, and people think people got this all wrong. They think, "Well, I went to church and I got up and I sung. And I got up and I prayed. I went to God as a servant of the Lord this morning." No, we don't come in here to serve God. We come in here to worship Him. When we leave them doors out there in the world where they're dying and going to hell, uh, that's what a good steward is, to get out the side of these four walls, to get out there and get to inviting people to come to God's house to hear God's word. Amen. That's what a good steward is. He said, For man hath received a gift, even the same one to another as good stewards uh, Of the manifold are men much grace, uh, abundantly grace, of God. When we get saved, we all may not be preachers. We won't be. We all won't be teachers. We all won't be singers. We all won't be this or that. But when we get saved, we all become ministers of the Lord Jesus Christ. How many knew that? How many ministers we got in here this morning? Well, they ain't very many. I mean, Christian people sitting in here don't know what ministry is. Evidently, where have you people been at? If I said if we are Christians, we are all ministers. I'm not talking about preachers or singers. I'm talking about Sunday school. I'm talking about doing this and doing that, doing what God gives us ability to do. Instead of sitting back saying, well, let somebody else do it when you've been told them to do it yourself. That wasn't, didn't go very well, did it? I'm going to ask this same question next Sunday if I don't forget it. How many ministers we got? And somebody better have been, a bunch of you better been out there, out there inviting people to church. Amen. How many of you got lost children? How many of you got lost children? A lot of hands going up. How many of you that they don't go to church, how many of you that is invited them to come to church with you today? A few, you. a few of you. You say, well, mine don't live, your mind don't either. But let me tell you something. I've got a telephone, and I can call them, and I can Amen. tell them they need to be in the house of God. Amen? I'm going up there sometime. When? Week after next? There, and I'll guarantee you they'll be hearing about it when I get there, because it's slacked off. All of them she Missy, She's still gone All right, let's go on a little further. Ben, I made you mad. Verse 11, if any man speak, let him speak as the oracles or gifts of God. If any man minister, let him do it as of the ability which God giveth that God in all things may be glorified through Jesus Christ, to whom yeah. be praise and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Amen. But rejoice, beloved, think it, listen, to verse 12. Beloved, think it not strange concerning the fiery, fiery trial, which is to try you as though some strange thing happened unto you. How many of us go through a fiery trial? Paul. That's talking me how many of us had problems this week with Satan? How many of us has had to battle Satan all week long? Well, some of you better start checking yourself because I didn't see your hand. The devil ain't fighting with you that he's done got you. You say, no, yes, he has. We battled Satan. Paul said, I die daily. We all die daily if we're Christians, amen. We all have to fight against, say, it's not about flesh and blood. It's about getting principality of Powell, his empire, Paul said, on the book of Ephesians. And higher places, that means our government and all these places, look what's going on in them. The Bible says if a house divided, cannot stand. In fact, our house nor our government, if it's not divided, I don't know what we are. And you see what's happening all over the world, hey man. And these places, because they can't come together. Why? Because they fought forgot about God. I hear them talking. And they said, well, these politicians got all the money they'll ever need and they've got it from us. But they don't care about you. They just care about self. And they just want the jobs for what? For praise and glory. For power. For power. That didn't go over very good either, did it? Well, I can't stop now. So he said, Beloved, think it not strange concerning the first trial. When you go through these trials, have you ever stopped and ever sat down and said, God, where are you at? God, why am I going through these things? I'm going? Have you ever questioned God on it? Yes, sure, I have. You have too. Yes, God, I'm a Christian. God, I go to Bloomington Chapel Church. Yes, God, I got a good package. God, why am I going through this? Why? Because that's almost human nature. Could you imagine where we would be at today if we didn't have no trouble, we didn't have no trials, we didn't have no sicknesses, brother Lloyd, we didn't have any problem at all? Can you imagine where we'd be at today? We wouldn't be in the house. We wouldn't be in this house. If we didn't have any problems at all. But the problem is we all have them. Instead of understanding them, we don't show up in God's house. Well, God ain't done nothing for me. Anybody ever said that? Well, God ain't done nothing for me. God brought you into this world, and God will be the one to take you out. All right, got to go on. Time is running out. It said, But rejoice in as much as ye are partakers of Christ's suffering, that when his glory shall be revealed, ye may be glad also with exceeding joy. If ye be reproached for the name of Christ, happy are ye for the spirit of glory and of God resteth upon you. On their behalf, it is evil spoken of, but on your part he is glorified. Let me finish up. But let none of you suffer as a murderer or as a thief or as, an evildoer, or as a busybody in other man's matters. Uh, yet, yet, if any man suffer as a Christian, let him not be ashamed, uh, let him not be ashamed, but let him uh, glorify God in, on, his, uh, on this behalf. For the time is come, listen to this, uh, for the time is come uh, that judgment must begin at the house of God uh, And if it first begin at us, uh, what shall the end of them that obey not the gospel of God? And if the righteous scarcely be saved, uh, where shall the ungodly and the sinner appear? Wherefore, let them that suffer according to the will of God commit the keeping of their souls to him in well-doing as unto a faithful creator." What kind of stewards are we today? What kind of stewards are we today? I know that was short. Time goes on. But as we come together in the house of the Lord, and I know it's going to be a busy week. People are going to be running to and fro and so on and so forth. But we need to take time. We need to take time for Jesus. Amen. We need to take time for Jesus. We'll be over here Wednesday night and we'll be having a short sermon probably. We'll be perhaps leaving not this coming week. We'll be here for Christmas. But next week we'll be gone up in Indiana if the Lord if the Lord will. And uh but we'll be back on Sunday morning, April. We'll be back for the Christmas, uh, for the uh, New Year's Eve service. And so, uh, it's a busy month. But let's let's keep Jesus. And I know some asked me, "So we're going to have a church next Sunday?" Eh? And I said, "You want?" To? They said, "Yes." I said, "Well, I planned on it. But we didn't have." They said, "We didn't have it last year." No, do you remember what in your last year was like? I was stranded up in Indiana for about twelve days. Y'all remember that blizzard about forty below zero it got? No, you didn't have. It. But of all times I believe I believe before we give us invitation give this month. I believe this is ever a time. Next Sunday being Christmas Eve. I believe there's ever a time we need to come. We need to come. And worship the Lord. Probably won't be our service. if we have enough children here, I can read them the Bible story. I've done it one time and it was just great. It's good. it's great for you too. But we'll do something with that. We won't have no classes in the You ladies.